Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans, well, ladies, welcome to Section 336. I'm your enduring sitting host, Matt Roca. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Roca. Hey, Matt, how are you doing today? It's November. Yeah, I'm irritated that we just experienced this daylight saving nonsense. Oh, you don't like daylight savings time? I mean, it's, the whole thing's weird and doesn't make sense nowadays. But. It's the absolute worst. I don't know who votes on this stuff, but I'm becoming more of a proponent of not a democracy, but you should only vote if you're directly affected by something. So for daylight savings, there's only two people who should vote, people with small children and people who work the night shift who have to work an extra hour at night. And people have small children who my children wake up every day at 6, 11 a.m. Today, they woke up at 5, 11 a.m. The big difference, 5, 11 or 6, 11. Yeah, no, I get, I get that. That's, that's a big difference. I'm partially there with your vote in. I think it should only be by people that know what's – you should only vote if you truly understand the topic. So if you don't know why daylight savings time is important or not or how it affects you, then, yeah, don't vote for it. Or, but if it impacts you, right? No, you're, you just say you have to be not knowledgeable about it. You got to be knowledgeable. Knowledgeable, yeah. It affects yeah. everyone. You got to be knowledgeable, though. Well, it affects some. Well, it doesn't affect you. How did it affect you? Oh, I had a. Did you said you had to change a clock? No, I didn't even change a clock. No one changes clocks anymore. Well, we had to change our oven clock. And so uh, this clock in his yeah, room. you got to change the car in the oven. Well, um, you don't change your car. I think I had to change the car. Oh, it affected car. me because I took the camper out on Saturday night. Oh, here we go. I'm going to listen to camper stories every week. And got an extra hour of sleep out in the woods with no kids interrupting me. So, yeah, yeah it affected me. I got a beautiful Saturday night sleep. Yeah, I don't think you got an extra hour. I, I think you slept the same amount as you normally did. You either woke up earlier or went to bed later. No, I went to bed earlier and woke up later because that's what you do when you go out into camp. Oh, it is? Okay, I wouldn't know. You know, sun goes down. It's, oh, it's getting dark in here. I'll just read a book. Oh, I'm pretty tired. Let me just go to sleep early. Mm. Must be nice. You know what also irritates me? Now I'm just talking things that irritates me. (laughs) Yesterday I got like five emails about work stuff. People email on the weekends now all the time for work. Now me, here's why I I never email on the weekends. Now I, I... I work on the weekends. I don't email during the weekends. I like to pretend that I don't work during the weekends. Um, So I don't email. But what I do is, I don't know why other people don't do this. Everything, I write emails Saturday and Sunday a lot. And I always send them schedule send 8 or 9 a.m. on Monday. That's that's, I love that. That's what I do all the time. So no one gets an email from me on Saturday or Sunday. I send out 30 emails on Monday morning. That's how everyone should do it. Love it. That's great. Um. I love it. I have a bunch of salespeople that report to me, and yes, they send me stuff on the weekends. What I've managed to do is if I'm going away or if I really need to, like, I don't want to think about work, I delete the Outlook app from my phone 
until Monday morning. And then Monday morning, I reinstall it. Yeah. So that way I get no notifications. I like your idea because your move is you are being thoughtful about the person receiving those emails. Yeah. Instead, instead it's like, uh, I want, when I want to actually take a break, like, because what bothers me is when my boss texts me on the weekends because I'm like, oh, I, know, even worse. I'm just talking about I know you're not paying me for this to read this text on a Sunday morning. Yeah. So, but I, I also know. feel like in a lot of these, these emails do come from my boss. I also feel like it's a little bit of, and I'm anti this, even though I do work on the weekends just cause I need to, but I'm anti overworking as a virtue, right? Like oh, I feel like a little bit of it is, Hey, look at me. I'm working on Sunday. I'm working on Saturday, well, and I want to, and I am, but I, I don't want anyone to know. Sound like the opposite. But it's twofold. I want people it, to keep their weekends. It's twofold. The the overwork. I, I'll get to an example of the overworking, and oh, look at me, I'm working. But part of it is also ever since the introduction of the smartphone, and ever since everyone has an iPhone, work is now taken full advantage of the cell phone by yes. getting extra work hours out of you when you're not clocked in. Yeah. Getting you to work because no, you're I, always I, you're always on call or whatever because what, just click away. Yeah. What time do you what time do you technically clock in in the morning? Uh, I mean, I don't have a clock. You in. know, I know I don't um, clock. But in I, I drop the kids off. At, I drop the kids off off at school at a little before eight, and I get to work a little after eight. So All right. Yep. Yeah. Same schedule for me. I generally by eight eight o'clock I start working. Okay. Because I got to get the kids out the door, get them to the bus stop. Eight o'clock, I'm in on my computer. I'm working. Um, I have a sales guy now that every day calls me at seven fifteen in the morning. We like, go. Oh, I'm heading to the office, and like because I guess he wants me to know that he is reporting in and working at seven fifteen in the morning. Yeah. Which I can only. He had never has any real information to give me. So I gotta assume it's just that he wants to call and tell me that he's working earlier than everyone else. Yeah, what also could be, especially in that position, maybe a little bit of insecurity, because I'm at the point in life where I know I'm doing good work. So I don't need to impress anybody. I don't need to, I don't need my boss to see me there at six o'clock on a Friday. And maybe earlier on I would have, but anymore, I, I, I know my worth. And I know the, the work I provide. So I don't need to do that. But I could see I can, the younger guy. I can, I can see a little of that, a little of, hey, I'm important too. Yeah. Yeah. I get yeah. that. Is that the same as showing up to spring training a few days early? Mm. You know, you want to try. I'm trying to. I'm trying to help you out and transition uh, work talk into baseball talk. Yeah. Well, before you we know, get spring, because before we get a, to spring training, we got to the off season. As a podcaster and an Oriole fan, I'm always impressed by the guys that show up at spring training early. I am too, because I assume they all show up early. Just because they love the Orioles and like exactly <laughs> right, right, and they show up early because they want to show that they are working their hardest this off season to make sure we win the World Series, right? And then we can. That's why football is the opposite. Football, everyone always cries because the veterans don't show up to all the optional right. training camps. And oh, they, they're not serious. Where how come Lamar Jackson isn't yeah. somewhere in Honolulu working with receivers in the off season every day? Um. Yeah, it's it's weird I, what we put on. Players. I will say it does seem like football players take the offseason completely off. And baseball players, at least the ones we talk to, they're always like working out somewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
they're different sports, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, if you play like a just a grinding sport like football that punishes your, your body every day. I could see taking off. I don't know. No, 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 no. I think soft. I think baseball. I think football. There's a sport. Players have gotten soft. Over the years. Oh, they've gotten soft. I think they've gotten soft. Oh yeah. wow! All this no pads practice and stuff, mm. and now summer's off. And this oh, don't want protocol. Oh, you're a little bit dizzy. You got to go to the tent. Exactly. Exactly. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get into the Orioles off season. We're gonna. It's get about into, time. Yeah. Well, this this is officially the off season. We're 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 in it now. We we heard news today, yesterday. I don't know. To, yeah, to today. Craig Council just got a huge contract to manage the, the Cubs. We got there was some kind of trade involving the Rays and Mariners, of two players I never heard of. So so we got some stuff happening already. This is we're we're, we're in it now. This is the off season. Winter meetings will be here before you know it. We got to protect our Rule Five guys at some point soon. I'm sure. Like this is happening. We're 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 in it now. Yeah. No, it's here. We've got actual free agents now. Yeah, we got to make decisions. We got a ton of arbitration eligible guys. Our salary, whether you know John Angelos signs anybody or not, our salary is going to go way up if we just give arbitration to all these players. Yeah. Do you know where Michael Elias is right now? I have no idea where Michael Elias is. I assume he's in Scottsdale. I assume he's in Scottsdale. We're heading to Scottsdale because the GM meetings start tomorrow. Oh, they start tomorrow. Yeah, GM meetings start tomorrow. Right. As, as and I think the owners' meetings is in a few weeks, and then of course winter meetings in December. Yeah, Elias going to work that magic. He tried to pull off a trade. The trade deadline didn't do it, so he's going to be working those contacts. Seeing, I'm sure, seeing if he can work out some kind of trade as well. Right. Uh, uh, so, uh, all right. So we got some arbitration guys. We've got some free agents we might bring back, and then we've got free agents to go after. And I yeah. guess then we got trades. Yeah. So uh, a. Maybe a busy. Are we being? Am I too optimistic to think that the Orioles are going to do some things this off season? Uh, yeah, I mean because, we'll, because we'll, I can easily argue, hey, we won 101. We had 101 wins. We won the AL East. We're fine. Let's roll, roll it back. Yeah, we're, and we're not losing any key pieces, right? Um, for, for, from that team, but I don't. I don't know. Trust do, that. I see. Still see holes that I want to yeah. fill. So do you think this offseason is going to be liftoff? No, we've already we've already passed liftoff. What? Liftoff from here. But what oh, I'm hoping for is I that thought this liftoff was big for agent signings. No, didn't he say we've we, it's liftoff from here on? So uh, that, I mean we've so, so we're already lifted off. We're in the air now. Yeah, I'm, I think we're in the air. Okay. I think we are. We still ascending we, higher in the air, or are our, we kind of plateauing here? In our shuttle has launched. We okay. we won the AL East. We got everyone's attention. Everyone was looking to the sky and saw us glisten past. And now I'm hoping that this offseason is when we set off one of those big booster things that takes us to the next section. Mm. A booster rocket time. A booster rocket. A booster. We need to add a booster. Pick one okay. up on like from like the space station or something. Okay. I don't know how far we're taking this analogy. I don't know. What's the World Series? The moon? Mars? Out of uh, our galaxy? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what happens first? The Orioles win a World Series or man gets to Mars? Oh, that's a great question. It's been, let's see, it's been uh, 40 years. If another 40 years, then I, I think we might be on Mars. <laughs> yeah. All right. So first up is arbitration, right? Yeah. 
So let's go. I have the names. Do you have the names? I have the names. No, go ahead. Give All me right. the names. I'll give the names and the salary, and you tell me kind of percentage-wise how likely is it that this guy returns for this amount of money. All right. Is he worth that money? But like, according to the Orioles and Michael Elias and yes. John Angelos. Got it. All right. So the first one and most expensive one, Anthony Santander at $12.7 million. Yes. He comes back. Yeah. That's a no-brainer. I heard a couple people saying, well, I don't know if Michael Eyes wants to spend that kind of money on on a outfielder. And At bare minimum, you spend that arbitration money for the control to trade him. Oh, and the trade talk, too. I don't, I don't know why there's so that. much talk about trading him. But there's yeah. zero chance he's traded. There's zero chance we don't sign. We, we signed Adam Frazier for $8 million. Right. We're not going to get Santander for 12 Yeah. What? No. No. So, yes. Santander yeah. returns. Yeah. Um, Danny Coulom, 2.2. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll hold on to Danny for 2.2. I yeah, saw enough bright spots. Two million yeah, was, is cheap for a bullpen. Yeah. You know, we have 16 arbitration eligible guys. The only last year, do you know how many we had last year? You don't. I'll tell you. 12. Last year we had six. Six. Okay. Yeah. We go from six right. to, to 16. Some of it is because guys like Danny Coulom, and Ryan O'Hearn, I'll get to in a second. And other guys, like we, you know, traded for or signed. Um, we're on the team last year. And others, just rookies who were pre arbitration and arbitration eligible. The only team that has more than 16 is the Yankees at 17. And then it's us at 16. So there's a lot of guys. Okay. And arbitration means more money. John Means, 5.93 million. Yeah. Can we bring it back, John Means. John Means is back. Ryan O'Hearn, 3 million. Is he coming back? Ooh, see, that's a good one because that's a great price for John for Ryan O'Hearn. So, yes. The question is, do you really want? How do you like that platoon of him and Ryan Mountcastle? Where does he fit on this team? Because I, I would love to get a DH that could hit more homers and bring more power to that spot. But for three million, you're at least signing. You're at least signing O'Hearn. Yeah. No, Ryan O'Hearn was great last year. So. Definitely. Um, Cedric Mullins, 6.4 million. Oh, now it gets trickier. You'll give him the 6 million. But man, he went downhill that, after, that second half of the year. You'll give him six, but be lucky that number's not set for 10 or 12 because then you have to really question it. Well, well, next year. So we can talk about that next year. Um, Austin Hayes, 6.1. Yep. Give it to him. Dylan Tate, 1.5. Yeah, give it to him. No way. Dylan Tate is not you know, getting You think he's gone? 1.5? That's nothing for a bullpen. There is a 1% chance the Orioles bring him back. Josh, Dylan Tate didn't pitch this year. He uh, didn't pitch. Yeah, you're right. Something's wrong with them. So you don't give a $1.5 million to something. But something's wrong with the dude. Yeah, there's zero chance he's... He, but, why, he, but why didn't he pitch? Well, I, no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. It, 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 he has something wrong with his arm, and no one knows. He tried to make a comeback. Uh, it didn't work, and they shut him down again. So something's okay. seriously wrong. But it was never even came out that it was Tommy John or whatever. It never even came out. We he just He just didn't pitch. He so tried, can't they get work. him for less than that then? Right. So maybe. like They're not going to give him 1.5, but maybe, I don't know, he wants to sign a, a minor league contract and for a lot less and 
rehab and try to get back there. Sure, that's possible. But I don't I don't see him getting 1.5. Okay. Here's a tricky one. Jorge Mateo, 2.9. Oh, that is a tricky one because I would say Jorge Mateo is not worth 2.9. But uh, you got young guys. You got speed. I think Jorge, I think you let Mateo go at 2.9. I think if you can get him around 2, you keep him. But around 2.9, that's a, that's a lot for Jorge Mateo. What are you, little Scrooge over there? <laughs> it's not your money. What do you care? Nine hundred thousand dollars. Do you want? Gonna, do you think Mateo's worth three million dollars? Yes, and I don't think I don't think nine hundred thousand dollars would be the difference. Josh, again, we paid Adam Frazier eight million dollars last year. All right, all right, and well, then this well, guy by, calls, that, by that logic, everyone comes back because who cares? We gave eight, Adam Frazier eight million dollars. None of these guys are going to be arbitration for eight million dollars. Yeah, it's kind of what I'm saying. I mean, not bring Dylan Tate, but I think everybody else, almost everybody else. Right. And and I and I, in fact, I think, I mean, I think the bigger factor with Jorge Mateo is not the money, but there's so many other guys, young prospects who could fill his role. How much did Mateo make this week? Yeah. I don't know. Do you have the numbers in front of me? I, I would guess like one point something. One point something. I can look it up if you really want to know. I don't know. It's all right. Um. Ryan Mountcastle. And I, I have it right now. He made two million this year. All right. So fine. Two point nine, fine. Whatever. Yeah. I, I think something gonna be more interesting when we talk about trades. I mean, I think someone would not mind to have Jorge Mateo on their team for two point nine million dollars. So right. if it possibly right. trade right. it. You're right. You would do the nine point nine just for control. Ryan Mountcastle, four point two. Oh, that's a big payday for him. Yes, you're giving him that. Cena Perez, I agree. Cena Perez, 1.3. Giving that to him. Agreed. Cole, Cole Irvin, 1.8. No. Oh, really? I don't know. I don't know. 1.8, bullpen. Uh, his 1. numbers. But Josh, but, but Josh, you paid Adam right, Frazier here's... $8 million to play. <laughs> Stop bringing up the Adam Frazier. <laughs> this is for a quarter uh, of that amount of money. Yes. Here's the question. Does Cole Irvin, is Cole Irvin want to be a relief pitcher? Or does he want back into a rotation? Because he will never be back in our rotation. Just you, you, there's no spot for him in our rotation. But you know Cole, Cole Irvin a little bit, yeah. And he seems to me like a, like a team player. Like I'll, I'll do what the team needs, right? Yes. Yes. And I guess. All right, fine. Cole Irvin at that price <laughs> is valuable in my bullpen. <laughs> Yeah, or like I think he could have two roles, right? Or it could be a Norfolk in case you know injuries happen or whatever, as your kind of your your next guy up. Okay, here we go. Um, Keegan Aiken, eight hundred thousand. <laughs> no brainer. You bring back Ke- Ke- Keegan Aiken? Yeah, yeah, I'm bringing back Keegan Aiken. Right. He wasn't great this year. Um, yeah. But I guess I don't. I would. I don't. You know what? I don't know with this discussion that would be helpful for me is the whole option situation. But maybe it doesn't even matter because if we DFA him and someone picked him up, then that's fine too. So I think he's the kind of guy that could be in your forty man, but you could also feel okay. We need a room. We're going to DFA you. If you pass through waivers, you're fine. If not, you're fine. But yeah, I I would not be shocked if he didn't come back. But I think you bring him back. Jacob Webb, one point two. 
Uh, fine. I don't care. He's a cheap bullpen arm. I feel like you can get a guy with J- like Jacob Webb anywhere. Yeah, that's what I was against your point. But now I'm starting to think if you're Mike Elias, you know, it's not a lot of money. But then you say, well, Perez arbitration 1.3, Jacob Webb 1.2. That's up. Danny Coulomb 2.2. And these are guys you literally just kind of got because other teams didn't want them. Right. And well, and that's where I keep going back to Mateo. And I'm like, but Jackson Holiday's there, like ready to come up. Like, do you really want a world where Mateo's in the way of Jackson Holiday coming up? Yeah, and I, I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, the the question is, yeah. And maybe you want him there for playoffs and speed, but we haven't gotten to bold predictions yet. We're not going to get the bold predictions no. for quite a while. But I got another guy with speed who's going to make the jump from single A and make the Orioles playoff roster. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really well, worried about Mateo. What's the that kid's name? Breda, Bradoff, Enrique Bradfield. Yeah. Bradfield, Bradfield. There we go. Love that kid. Um, uh, so we were talking about Mateo. Here's another one. Similar discussion. Ramon Arias, two million dollars. He's gone. Oh, you think so? Traded or or they don't sign him? No, I think no. I think they don't sign him. I think oh, no way. Ball. I think someone will want Ramon Arias for two million. So you you think we trade him? I think it's possible. I don't. I think there's no room in the on the future for Urias. Yeah, I think you kind of have to make a decision, at the very least, at the minimum, of this year, Mateo, or Urias. And, I mean, Urias can play third base better, maybe. Um, so, it, who do you like better? He hits for a little bit more power. Who do you like better, Urias or Mateo? That might be an interesting discussion. Um, but I think you sign them both. I think you can trade either of those guys. I think someone else would want them. Okay. Even if it's just for, you know, some – what are those those 18-year-old prospects that always get dealt? Um, next guy, Tyler Wells, 2.3. Yeah, you're paying him. He had a great first half in your rotation and then a strong bullpen – Ending of your season. So, yeah, you're paying him. All right, here's an interesting last one. Ryan McKenna, 740, set, set 740,000. Oh, I hate to like say you're gone because you're you're making what an extra 25,000 or something. It's not much of a bump. Yeah. But uh, there's no spot for you on this team anymore. You were here as a holdover. You had a chance, you had multiple chances, and it's time to move on from you. But don't you think he had a solid year last year, Josh? I think he had a better year than I expected, but we've got a, we've got a lot of prospects that I want to see these prospects start to make room up here. And if I'm keeping Hayes and Mullins and Santander, McKenna's my fourth outfielder. I don't want McKenna as my fourth outfielder. Really? I want to be able to DH Santander and bring up um, some of the young guys. All right. I like Ryan McKenna. I hope he. I hope he stays. I mean, looking at his numbers, he found a way into 122 at bats, 100, 122 at bats last year. So he got in a good bit. And all I feel like all it takes is maybe one injury to that that outfield, right? Cedric Mullins go, goes down, and all of a sudden he, he's he has a purpose again. Um, so maybe more as a depth piece. Maybe not a fourth outfielder as much as a sixth outfielder. 
in case of injuries? I guess. I mean, um, isn't Kalser's an outfielder, right? Yep, Colton Kalser, though I don't know about his ability to play center field. No, but you've got Hayes for that. Yeah. So I'm not really worried about McKenna to play center field. Right. And um, not to mention Kerstead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Kerstead will definitely be a part of this team next year and have a big role. I mean, that's basically my thought is just like the infield with the holiday coming up is the outfield's crowded and we got to find a way to get Joey Ortiz and Jackson Holiday and Kerstead and Kobe Mayo and guy Colton Cowser and Connor yeah. Norby. We got to get all these guys up here somehow. And I don't want Mateo and McKenna being the guys in the way or Urias. Yeah, I guess my the other side of that in my argument would be, well, just insurance. But I agree with you that I don't want insurance to then block prospects. Right. There's a difference between insurance and blocked prospects. Right. I don't want if you're signing Mateo and saying, "Hey, we're giving you this money. You're just going to be in AAA for insurance. Bring you up in September for the extra speed." Okay, that's something. But it, but if you're then going to say, "Well, he's a veteran, so if." an injury or something it always works its way out i don't want hey mateo's playing good enough we don't know what we get completely with ortiz so let's just keep riding with mateo i don't want that yeah yeah and i mean i think there's an open question i mean you mentioned colton Kowser, who kind of had mixed reviews last year i think there's an open kind of conversation discussion about is Colton Cowger good or not? <laughs> like, I don't think we know. Is Colton Cowger even an upgrade over McKenna? I think we hope he is, but I, I don't know if there's like a okay. consensus that Colton right. Cowger is going to be a really good player. Is Kerstead an outfielder or is yeah. he a DH only? No, no. I think he's, I think he's, uh, in, in our ballpark, he's a right fielder. So he, um, at Fenway, right. maybe a left fielder. So he can split with Santander. Yes. You're saying they're about the same outfield level quality, defense quality. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, w- I would think Santander might be a little bit better, but I w- yeah, I would say they're comparable. All right. So you got you. We split those guys and those guys shared some DH roles and stuff. So you kind of do some splits with ha- them too. splits with O'Hearn and Mountcastle and that fills in your DH role. Yeah. All right. So now, yeah. how you gonna, now? How's McKenna fit into this? Well, Josh, if you have, I mean, if you have, if, I mean, you can carry another outfielder, right? He would be that other outfielder, and it would mean there's not probably room for Colton Cowser again. That happened right. last year. Yeah, that means no Cowser. Yeah, so you're almost like you're almost choosing. I don't think Kerstet is really in this. I think it's you're almost choosing between Cowser or McKenna. McKenna. But but I think we. There used to be this notion that we have a ton of outfit prospects. But the only outfit prospects we have are Kirsted and Kowser, really. Yeah, um, yeah, those are our top. Yeah, guys. I mean, so all the, right. The, there's a drop off after that. I yeah, mean, right. if you look at our top prospects, the next guy is Enrique Bradfield, who I mentioned before, and who just played a handful of games in single A. So, where where the clog is is the infield, where we have. 
in our top seven, Connor Norby, Joe Urtiz, Jackson Holiday, um, and Kobe Mayo, all guys who played in AAA last year, and all guys who are in our you know top seven prospects. That's four 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 yeah. four guys who are kind of knocking on the door. Yeah, you're now your your little single A guy is an outfielder as well that you're saying could make the jump by the end of the year. Yeah, we get Bradford. He's not he's not just Bradfield. He's not Bradfield. just an outfielder, Josh. He is an elite defender. Okay, right. Which which sorry, if you're saying an elite outfielder, you're gonna have to put him up there with Kowser and Kerstead. Like uh what is he in our top ten yet? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's number eight. Yeah. On this list. Yeah. So there's three guys there for our outfield. But yeah, you're but, saying but, he's young, so you're holding him back. Yeah, but Bradfield isn't in discussion pre playoffs at all. He's not in discussion for next year. All right, so, so he's more of a conversation when Mullins gets more expensive, when Santander leaves for free agency, because this is his last year before free agency, unless we want to resign right. him. And Ricky Bradfield's a conversation, I think, for, for 2025. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So is that did we make it through the arbitration list? Yep, those are 16 guys. So right. just just, so it's, just, just so to recap. Dylan I, Tate gone. Yeah, I have Dylan Tate gone. And I have that's it for me. And I have Urias gone as well. All right. That's my prediction. So that's the first. When do we need arbitration? Though they have until like January to figure out, right? Yeah, you hope to work out a deal, and then you know that that whole thing where if they can't work out a deal, it goes to court or whatever, right? The, MLB court with Judge Judy yeah. and she Arbit- uh, Yeah. All right. So then we've got um, next thing would be this week where we have to choose free agents to sign them or not. We got like just got, probably got to make the decision by Wednesday or something before the open market. Right? Okay. So if 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 we want to resign them, yep. If we, we can still resign, resign them. them at any point in the off season. Yeah, but we have first rights. Right. These guys. Right. All right, so tell me if you tell me if any of these guys are returning for you. Okay. Kyle Gibson. No. Uh, your $8 million man, Adam Frazier. No. Uh, Flaherty, Jack Flaherty. No. <laughs> Jorge Lopez. No. Uh, Fujinami. Um, yes. No Fujinami. way. No way. Yeah, I think I think he does. Because you think you get him really cheap. Yeah, yeah, and, and I you think, take a flyer. Think, here, here's my thing with Fujinami. I think Fujinami has a couple options, right? Fuji, yeah. If you think about Fujinami, Josh, his little career, right? He came over from Japan, stud in Japan, right? Comes over here, it was Japan, right? It wasn't. Yeah, it, it was Japan. Japan. He was a stud. Comes over here, wants to be a starting pitcher with Oakland. It's an absolute disaster. So they moved him to the bullpen. It was bad. And then he's traded to the Orioles. You can think about how miserable it's probably to, A, fail at your job with the A's. B, be on the A's in general is miserable. That ballpark, that team, that owner. So then he goes to Baltimore, and they go on this playoff run. And what complicates that for me is he didn't make the playoff roster. But still, he had a great experience with the Orioles. I'm sure he loved it going on his playoff run. 
And so for Fuji, of course you would rather play for the Orioles than something like the Athletics. Now what Fuji needs to decide, does he really want to be a starter? This is the guy you have to ask. Do you really want to be a starter? Because if he really wants to be a starter, it's probably like by you're going back to Japan and Fuji can go back to Japan and be a starter and do his thing. But if he's cool being a bullpen arm, Josh, look at what we've done with bullpen arms with guys like Batista and Cano. Fuji has the stuff. The Orioles have shown that they can fix guys' control or at least greatly improve pitchers' control. So I would love for the Orioles to have an offseason to work with Fuji. I would love to Fuji, Fuji embrace this bullpen role for the Orioles. So, yeah, yes. I think – I think I, I mean, I, I don't think it's a lock, but I would like to see it happen. And I would say, yeah, it's like a maybe a 30% chance he comes back. But, do yeah, you know, I'd say bring him back. Do you know who the pitcher Kenta Meda is? Yeah, sure. You know, for the Twins. Yeah, he's been around forever. He's a veteran, yeah. Yeah, 36-year-old yeah, veteran pitcher. He's a Japanese professional pitcher. Right. I think if you're interested in Fujinami – you look at this free agent as well, who's out there to okay. kind of bring him in and like help him and kind of work together. I think that would be interesting. Okay. Where you bring in a guy who can solidify your bullpen and has a good arm for your bullpen, but also can speak to Fujinami in his well, native language. Josh, if you want to do that, I want to go to kind of kind of me. No, no, you don't. I'm not, I have another I'm guy not, to go to. Yeah, if you want to put out half a billion dollars. Yeah, that would be a perfect fit for us, though, right? It would. Yes. Yeah, they're like they they know each other since high school. Yes. Yeah. You know, you know that all I want on the Orioles is for the Orioles to go spend their six hundred million dollars and bring Atani to Baltimore. You know, yeah. I want that. Yeah, you can make him partial owner too. Like say here, you can be partial owner. Of the yeah, team. whatever. He can have. Yeah, give him all the hot dogs he wants, crab cakes, whatever. All right. Uh, so Fujinami, maybe. Uh, Mr. Aaron Hicks. Yeah, I think he's back. Why? Why would you bring Aaron Hicks back? Why not? He was good. Did we just talk about how crowded our outfield is? It's the same situation it was last year, right? And Aaron Hicks right. got, got he, he got in the in the starting rotation last year. I don't I do not see Aaron Hicks coming back. I, I think it's likely he does. And you don't have to pay him anything because the Yankees are still pay, paying him. So you, you can pay him very very little. All right. Well that's intriguing if you can pay him very little. Thanks for yeah. that Yankee contract. All right, and then uh Austin Voth. Um Well, I don't know. Josh, I don't know what's going on with Austin Voth. What do you mean? It, I thought he was still in the Orioles, but then I went to his baseball reference page and it said he was released earlier this month or, or in, in, in October. And then I tried to find any information on him and I couldn't. I, I don't remember him being released. He was released by the Orioles in October 2023. He cleared waivers and was outrighted to AAA Norfolk. So he's in Norfolk now. Both is no longer on the Orioles' 40-man roster, but has accepted outright assignment and will join Norfolk's roster. Yeah, but that was in October. What about this year? What are you talking about? October was like a month ago or, or two weeks ago. Okay, I guess I assume, though, that's still – I guess is that because – okay, but according to Baseball Reference, you ever heard of Baseball Reference? I have. It says, you know, at the bottom, it says the kind of a timeline. And it says October 11th, 2023, granted free agency. 
Okay, so I guess he is a free agent. I don't know. When I went to Google and I put Austin Voth released, you know how it does like the auto auto edition? Yeah. It says Austin Voth released from jail. Oh, but that's not Austin Voth. I'm way more intrigued than that, but nothing's coming up as far as our Austin Voth and jail. Yeah. So, I don't know. He he had a bad year last year. Good year the year before that, so... Again, I don't. I think if if you come back, I, don't know. At I just all, did the outrighted to Norfolk, and I can't figure out what that means. You're right. Yeah. Um, so if he's part of this team at all, I see him as kind of insurance again, accepting a minor league deal at AAA if we want the the depth and insurance. But I don't. I don't see him competing. I don't see us signing him to a major league contract. Austin Voth has a club option for 2024. Okay. Is what I'm seeing. But I don't know if you give that option up when you send them down or anything. Right. When you know. become DFA'd, do, do you lose that option? You, I think you then lose that option. So I think that would then make him a free agent. But I don't know. Josh, do, so I, I had yes on Hicks, yes on, Fu, on Fujinami. Yeah. And no on the rest. I have I have yeah. all no's. None of them. All no's. You don't want to bring them anybody. No, I'm Fujinami's intriguing, but no. no Do you put anything gone. into the veteran leadership idea with um, if you talk about a guy like Aaron like Hicks, Hicks or Adam Frazier? I do, but I also feel Even like Kyle Gibson. I feel like the experience this year, we made it, we played some playoff games, we won the division. That gave veteran leadership to everyone. That gave guys been there, done that to everyone. So now uh, Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson have been in the playoffs. They've won the division. Like, I think that helps as well. And I, so I think, no, I think, I think it helped this year. I don't think you need it for next year. All right. So. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, but though there is still a wave of new players that are still coming this year. So, um, but that's also why, like, maybe there's not room. Right. For but we've got, and veterans leadership game. is our entire outfield. Mullins, Hayes, Santander. Those are our veterans. They've been right. here through it all. Right. And you still have Brian McCann. You got McCann. You got John Means. You've got guys here. Yep. I tend to agree with you. All right, so arbitration, we're bringing most people back. Free agency, we're maybe not bringing anybody back. I like to see us bring two, two, two guys back. Yep. Um, let's two, two, two of the topics to touch on here briefly. Free agent targets, if you have anyone in mind. I do. Or trade targets. All right, Josh, who's your guy for free agency here? I wrote down two. What's your – and I guess this will reveal your kind of position of need. Oh, yeah, because I only wrote down two names, top of mind, and I haven't even done much research on them. But uh, – but um, it'll definitely show where I see our need and what I think our need is a veteran established pitcher for the rotation. And I wrote down Eduardo Rodriguez uh, and Blake Snell, two guys with ALE East experience. Okay. What do you think of that? You like either of those pitchers? 
They're both <laughs> they're both two hundred million dollar guys. Yeah, yeah. Do do I like them? It's like I it's like uh, was Madison posted. Would you be? Um, no, would you, I don't. Would you be? Would you support signing Sonny Gray, who's now finalist for the Cy Young? Right, of course. Yes. Would no. I support like Snow you, by what do you think these guys are actually guys the Orioles could go out and get? Uh, Blake Snell, I think there's, I think we have a little bit better of Blake Snell to get Blake Snell a little bit better than Shohei Otani. I think it's close. <laughs> okay, so that's a no to you. Yeah, Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, I don't know. He had a weird thing at the trade deadline where like he wanted to stay with the Tigers and didn't yeah. want to get traded. Yeah, that was weird. I, I, I've always liked Eduardo. Um, I mean, he goes, he's an, an Orioles, right? We drafted him. Yep. He was in that Andrew Miller trade. And and so, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of Eduardo Rodriguez. And what both your guys do, and I would add a third guy who's – all these guys are probably too expensive. Yeah. But a third guy, Jordan Montgomery, who yep. pitched for the Rangers. What those three guys have in common are their starters and they're left-handed. And I'm starting to think more and more the importance about getting a left-handed pitcher in here because – Right now, John Means is the only kind of guy solidified in our in our rotation right. who's left who's a lefty. Yeah. And if you're playing at Camden Yards, right, and you're a lefty, you want to get means, that lineup batted. You want to get a bunch of righties in there and get that extra depth. Right. Because the righties will have to hit against Baltimore. Right. Yeah. If, if yeah. the righties want to hit a home run, they got to go over Baltimore. So it makes sense to have more lefties in your rotation. Is that is that the official name, Baltimore? I don't know. I think that's what people call that, out. That's what we're going with is Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. So it makes sense. Now, those three guys. And also, I'll say this. I don't think it makes sense to get a Kyle Gibson here anymore because no. I think we're beyond – this is kind of like the veteran discussion. We're beyond an innings filler, right? We, we don't, th- really don't I, need innings fillers. No, I think those middle-of-the-road guys, I'd rather run it with some of my young guys and see if they can – Get me the same quality as a middle of the road guy. Yeah, and 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 on a practical stance, one of the concerns this year was, well, these pitchers have to put up their innings. Well, now they built up their innings, so there's less concern about that. And if you think about it, Josh, okay, so we got Kyle Gibson, John Means. Who would I say? Did I say Kyle Gibson? Yeah, you said Gibson. Gibson's okay. out. John Kyle, Means. Kyle Bradish is what I meant to say. No, right, Kyle Bradish, John Means. John Means, Grayson Rodriguez. That's our top three. What about then Tyler Dean Wells Kramer. and Dean Kramer? Yeah. Then you have Tyler Wells, who I assume they still view as a starter. You have to after that first half. Yeah. You have to. And then you have D.L. Hall, yep. who, who I think they still view as a starter. I don't think they're just going to change all their plans. Because no, I agree. Last season. I agree. So, so now we're up to six without any free agent signings. And without any trades, we're up to six starters. Right. Which means you got to be better than every all those guys, and you got to be the type of guy that is going to come in here and perform if you're yeah, going to make and, it into this rotation. So that's why, yeah, I see the only starting options that make sense to me is those $200 million guys. Yeah, because then you have seven pitchers, and, okay, someone will probably get injured. Someone might struggle. But, but yeah, I think, I think you'd be better off with, Dean Kramer. Like, I, I want them to be better than Dean Kramer. That's like, like I want them to be a top three arm for us. They they, they, they need to fit in with Kyle Bradish, yeah, John Means, Grace Rodriguez. They need to be part of that group because I feel like yep. I take a step down for that. All right. So Snell is predicted to get 200 million. Montgomery's, yeah, 
Montgomery's predicted to get 150. Not happening. Uh, let's see. Where's Eduardo? Eduardo's predicted to get 82 million. Yeah. So Eduardo's the most affordable of those three. Um, but even that, I don't, I don't know if I see Michael Elias making that move. Right. But I don't really want anyone underneath of that list. When we get lower and guys that are more in that 40, 50, 30, I don't want those guys. Yeah. And I don't know enough about the bullpen arms because the other side of this is, well, if DL Hall and Tyler Wells are going to, you're really going to try to stick them as starter. Then, yeah. How do you solidify the bullpen? Then your bullpen, all of a sudden your bullpen looks pretty weak, right? No, no Fuji back there anymore. No Batista next year. So all of a sudden right. that looks shaky. So then maybe you want to go the bullpen route. And honestly, I don't know enough about these bullpen names to know who would be the best fit. Yeah. But then bullpen, you're never, it's not like you're spending a lot in the bullpen. Right. You're not spending a lot, but you're also like, I feel like one of those financial commercials past performance is not an indication of future success. Like right. just, it could a, be anything. It's right. And, and, and we talked before about it before, but Michael Ice has had a lot of success just finding guys that other yep. teams DFA'd. Correct. All right, so did you have any other free agents listed to go after, or was your fa- same thing focused on, like, a veteran starting pitcher? Like, DA, like DH, do you, is there a guy out there that we can get for DH to hit that'll hit more home runs that we can actually fit on this team? I mean, Otani. I know but. Otani. I want Otani. <laughs> we all want Otani. No one's going to say no to Otani. There's no way the Orioles are giving him a half a billion dollars. Well, last year, there's all those. Dodgers. His only options are the Dodgers or the Yankees. Or the Mets, maybe. Uh, last year, there was all those um, shortstops, right? Like Trey Turner yeah. and Xander Bogarts and yeah. a whole crop of shortstops. This year, I mean, there's Otani and a couple of those pitchers, but there's not. I mean, if you really wanted just a DH only and go with like a JD Mar- Martinez, but it just doesn't make sense at his point in his career and what we have. So, like, if you look at the offensive positions, I went through all the offensive positions, and A, there's not great options. Um, Let's see. Uh, yeah. Cody Bellinger. Might yeah, be like, you can convince me of Cody Bellinger. But again, I don't, there's I don't so see. few options that yeah. Cody Bellinger's going to make a lot of money. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of pictures. You're right. When I'm looking at this top 50 list. Yeah, they're not that many great players. So, I, I mean, I would not be surprised if the Orioles do nothing in free agency. It would not surprise me at all. Um, right. Because if they can't get one of those elite left, left-handers, then, then what's maybe the they'll try to – I mean, maybe like a Lucas G- G- Giolito and try to like a reclamation project. The guy who had a down year, you try to capitalize on that. But he's not a lefty, so – I don't know. I, I don't see us making a big signing, probably because of how much people cost and then what's available. Just doesn't. I don't know if anything's the perfect fit out there. What me, which uh, means, which is yeah. fine. We'll just have to go to Plan B. <laughs> yeah, our t- using the using the AAA, using our own guys. Oh no, no. Well, yeah. Oh, trade. You're, okay, okay. No, you're saying Plan B. We're gonna make trades. Yeah, I think that's another way. If you don't want to pay that money, well, how can you get controllable, cheap pitching? Well, just give up good prospects and you can get it. So, okay. And we have good prospects. 
So another way to address that is, and I don't have, I mean, this opens up to, to so many names. Uh, that could be anyone. I know like guys from the Brewers, Corbin Burns always comes up. Guys from yeah. the White Sox. The Tigers. The always coming up. Um, yep. Tigers, the Mariners. Um, we, have, we have young pit- pitchers and need young hitters. So maybe there's a match there. But but I, I think Michael Elias will try really hard to improve the rotation through a trade because that would make sense too because if you do that, I mean, we have – I just said we have four infielders in our top seven all played at AAA last year. There's just not room for four infielders on this infield right now. Um, so I, I think it's likely that whether it's a, a – Connor Norby or Joey Ortiz, um, it's likely one of those, even a Kobe Mayo, though I doubt Kobe Mayo just because he has that power that we desperately need. Um, but a Joey Ortiz or Connor Norby seems like very possible or, they could be traded. Jorge Mateo. Right. Package. I mean, that's, I don't know what team wants three infielders, but. Yeah, I wouldn't pack it. You wouldn't package all three of them together, but yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I'm curious to see what kind of trade discussions there are. So you think the Orioles names are going to be tossed around a bunch, but not much action this off season. Yeah. I think it's going to be a pretty lame off season. I'm hoping here's what I'm hoping really happens this off season. Yeah. A trade. I hope a trade happens. That'd be nice. But, but B I hope we extend at least one of our, and that's, that was my last question for you is Gunnar Henderson's finalist for rookie of the year. We didn't get any gold gloves. Um, Jo- yeah, friend of the show, Jonah Heim got his gold glove and his yeah, World just, Series championship. Jo- jo- so. jo- Jonah Heim just kind of um, took all the shine from Adley. He Maybe really he did. All- started in the All-Star game over Adley, World Series over Adley, gold glove over Adley. Jonah Heim, if this was like a, a movie, it would be like Jonah Heim would be the nemesis of, of Adley Rutschman. Adley Rutschman, which is interesting because, remember, Alex Murphy was always tracked – to be better than Jonah Heim. Right. They're both, they were in the same draft and Alex yeah. Murphy was drafted much higher, but had injury Alex, issues. Alex got a nice sign in bonus. Jonah got nothing. Yep. As we were, uh, or as early three, three, sixers will know, as we had both those guys on the show multiple times, yep. became friends of the show. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting. If is when you look at this off season, what's going to be big for the Orioles actually sign in the lease or extension for Camden yards. And then signing an extension for Adley and Gunner would go long, long ways. And maybe even an extension for Anthony Santander this year as well. Yeah, or John Means. Those are a or John of guys. Or yeah, that's up. more of take care of business in-house that I expect this offseason. Yeah, and it, I mean, again, it makes sense. Other teams do it because it make, you get them cheaper now as opposed to waiting. Every year you wait – they become more expensive, right? Just how it works. Yeah. All that stuff would make me happy without them making any outside moves. They make that. I'm happy with our offseason and I give us an A. Yeah. I think most of our fans are, right? Like we would love them to go out and sign a Jordan Montgomery. It's unlikely. But if we sign, you know, Santander and Gunner, yep. Santander and Adley, then I, I mean, I, I think that's that, that's a huge sign that we're doing things. I mean, that's different. Different than Manny Machado, right? Yep. Nope. All that's great. I am also hoping John Angelos is a huge Otani fan and will go into bankruptcy in order to get Otani here. 
Yeah, I, I would not be opposed to it. I think if there's a guy worth going into bankruptcy for, he's the guy. Right. But the thing is, Josh, I mean, I'm sure teams will sit down and look at it. I, I You're going even five hundred million dollars. I just think about the whole it's, country. Japan loves this dude. Yeah. How many jerseys are you going to sell over there? Yeah. How, yeah. You, I'll tell you. I'll tell <laughs> you. I learned. I learned. Uh, I learned that Birdland Sports has no problem shipping to Japan because I sent some Fujinami shirts over to Japan. Oh, nice. And Fujinami sucked. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. means how many Otani shirts are you going to sell and, and ship to Japan? Yeah. A billion, a billion of them. So, no, I'm not, yeah, even five, six hundred million dollars seems like a perfectly reasonable deal to have Otani for 10 years. Yeah. Any other player in baseball seems like an outrageous amount yes. and you're setting yourself a failure. But with Otani, <laughs> exactly. Even if he can't pitch next year, he's not pitching next year. He's just not, DH. He's not pitching. He's just DH in. Yeah. I'm still taking. Yep. So. All right. Well, that's, that's our. Free agent preview. Yeah, it's the start of off season for Section 336. Yeah. So we'll get the GM meetings, then we'll get the winter meetings, and yeah. then we'll you know get all the rumors and yeah, we'll, we'll cover guess. it each week here on Section 336. Yeah. yeah, we'll get some guests on the off season. Yep. So. It's all good. Absolutely. Plus, all right, let's get out of here. Plus, I'll tell you about camping sometime. Oh, I can't wait to hear your weekly camping <laughs> stories. I'm th- I might TikTok. I think I might TikTok. Oh, yeah. TikTok you should do camping. one of those camping TikTok things. That's what I'm thinking. thinking yeah. Maybe I'll do that over there instead of over here. Yeah. Go for it. And then I could choose when I want to listen to it and watch it. I don't want to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of me sitting here telling you, you can hear all about my camping while you're sitting on the toilet. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm not a TikTok or toilet kind of guy, though, but I know some people are. So that's fine. You get, you get the point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, boys and girls. You can check us out on all your social media platforms like TikTok and and X and Facebook. You can go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts rather and or Spotify and rate and review the show. Join our join our Discord. Yeah, join the Discord. You can talk to us there. Absolutely. You can follow me on X at section three three six. You can follow Josh on X at Josh Stroka and at Birdland Sports. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always. Go, oh.